Hi, my name is Shauna Baca, and when I was 21 years old, I suffered from an anxiety disorder that quickly turned into a panic disorder and then spiraled down into agoraphobia where I didn't leave my house for over a year. That trickled other conditions like depression and suicidal thoughts and addictions. What I can tell you is 20 years later, I am a panic attack and agoraphobic survivor. I don't have any of the symptoms that I had before. So this inspired me to start this podcast, The Fearless Society, to serve as an open forum for discussions on all things mental health related. Welcome to The Fearless Society. Hi, I'm Shauna Baca, and I started the Fearless channel because I wrote a book called Fearless, and it's basically about, uh, it's a memoir about me overcoming my panic disorder and agoraphobia when I was 21 and didn't leave my house for over a year until my indigenous mother took me to the Paula Indian Reservation and I was cured inside a sweat lodge ceremony uh, by a indigenous medicine man. And what this sparked in me is to create this channel to talk about different modalities and ways of handling our mental health and our emotional wellness and our spiritual wellness. And today we have a really special guest. Her name is Kelly Brin. We've known each other for, gosh, like 20 years. Um, and she's a Reiki master. She also is the author of a new book called Synergy. It's a, it's a modern healer's guide to complete bio energy wellness. So welcome Kelly. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited because I started reading your book and um, I mean, let's just discuss uh, since, you know, this channel is about like a mental and emotional wellness. You, when I met you, you were not a Reiki master. So how did you find your way into becoming a Reiki master? Um, so that's not something I got into until later in my adult life. Um, in my childhood, I had a lot of trauma that caused me to have depression and anxiety and addiction going into adulthood. So I had kind of a rough, rocky time in my early adulthood, which sought me to seek different modalities of healing just so I could feel better and feel like I'm living the life I want to live. Um, so it was through many years of seeking that I found Reiki, energy healing, orgone energy, shamanic practices, crystal healing that are now part of, part of my lifestyle that I use every day for my health and wellness, um, which ultimately has brought me to write this book to kind of save other people the time <laughs> and give them some tools they can use. Yeah, one of the things in your book uh, that you talk about is how back in the day you had to go to the library and pull library cards and you had to you know go out and seek and find these things and when you're struggling from that i mean there was just not that much information out there and i had the same thing when i had a panic disorder because you know it's like gosh I, it was like the fear of going outside was like so terrifying as opposed to today, we have the internet, which we're going to talk about later and how that kind of affects our energetic fields. But um, you found, you know, like through your issues with, um, through your issues with like all these 
um, the bullying that you had and other um, like forms of trauma that you experience, it's like you found your way to a more holistic approach of wellness. Um, why did you decide to go down the spiritual route versus the traditional route of modern medicine? Well, I definitely tried the traditional route first and it just wasn't, it wasn't doing enough for me. I became, when I was an, a teenager, I had depression, I had substance abuse issues, and my parents are like, you're depressed, we're taking you to a psychiatrist. And they prescribed me medications that honestly just made me worse, didn't help me at all. It, really almost killed me, made me a lot worse. And so it was at that point that I became skeptical of kind of the mainstream medicine way of doing things. Right. And I was like, well, why did these adults prescribe me this medicine that made me worse? You know, and it just brought up a lot of questions in me about how things are done. But then I went off, I didn't have the tools to know what was better to do. So I would you know, maybe self-medicate in not healthy ways <laughs> and did that for many years. And eventually, um, when I turned 30, I realized like, you know, I'm not on a good path. I'm unhappy. I need to turn my life around. So I quit drinking alcohol and I started to focus more on taking care of my health. Right. And so I, you know, I'm like no longer quit drinking alcohol, quit smoking cigarettes. I'm on a healthy path. I'm trying to eat healthier and I'm going to the gym, but I'm, and so it's like, I'm feeling better in some ways, but it just, things weren't quite falling into place. My life, I was still put like having negative thought patterns and all this trauma embedded in my energy field. And I did, you know, it was affecting my life and I didn't know how to deal with it. So it took many years of seeking to bring me to all the stuff that's in this book. That I <laughs> it's like you had to go through all the crap to like learn the tools and the modalities um, to wellness. And you know, it's like, I'm, I always talk about how in schools, they don't teach like emotional processing or how to deal with our emotions. So in many ways, we go off in the world and we don't know how to control our emotions. And when you've been victimized or traumatized or you have PTSD, I know this is one of the things with addictions uh, that I experience is a racing thought, that negative voice that was attacking me, you know, and like you who were bullied, you were bullied. I was bullied because we went, I went to a new school every six months. My mother moved twice a year and, um, it was really hard to make friends, you know, in a, in a new school environment. So I was always the new kid and, you know, we got picked on. And um, so those bullies, you know, but they all kind of said the same things, you know, that the other bullies. And I was like, well, if they don't even know each other and they're all saying the same thing about me, then it must be true. And that was all that I needed for that seed to be planted and I no longer needed a bully because my voice started bullying me with those same thoughts. Exactly. That's exactly what happened to me too. And then we are not given the tools. We don't know how to deal with our emotions. We don't know that it's okay to, you know, sometimes we have these end of the world days and 
once it, you know, in, in most cases, I mean, some people have severe depression and, you know, different, different forms of other things going on that might be longer lasting. But I noticed that if I just let the um, negative emotions kind of subside, not give life to them, but let the feelings process through me and not hold on to them and grab them, yes. they would just go. And then it would be a new day and I'd like get a good sleep. I would eat, you know, I would make sure that I was well rested and that, you know, I went for a walk in nature. I cleared my head and then it was a new day and it was a new dawn, you know, and you start learning these like little tools that we are supposed to be, I think we're supposed to be taught these things and not have to suffer in order to seek and, and then get this. Exactly, which is why I wrote the book, because I'm like, maybe if there's someone else who is like depressed and just hasn't yet learned about the energy field and all these spiritual, a lot of the stuff in my book is there are spiritual, but also scientific components because it's really all related. Right. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to maybe hopefully save someone else some time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wrote my book. So I completely understand that. And I, there's a lot that, I mean, I want to get to uh, in your book. But like first, let's, because this is focused on, um, you know, different tools and modalities that people could use uh, to help them with their emotional wellness or their, you know, mental well-being. Um, like how, since you're a Reiki master, like how does Reiki help a person, you know, overcome their trauma or get rid of some of that baggage or, or the fear that they might have? Um, Reiki is simply amazing. And when, when I'm giving someone Reiki, it's like, I'm asking for, for help from higher spiritual forces for like whatever intention they want, or I will just general healing, like health, happiness, um, abundance but just by sending the energy and the intention it can have radical results in how you feel physically it can help with both physical and emotional well-being and um, Reiki is actually what helped me to finally quit smoking cigarettes so that was something I had quit drinking for years but I was still struggling with cigarettes and it, I was just like oh I just like I want to be a healthy person I want to quit this and Reiki just the intention of putting that to Reiki, finally the cravings just went away. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love Reiki. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, Reiki is like a, a form of energy and intention that you're putting into and praying over a person's body to sort of help them release these things. But how would you like, I mean, is that something that they could do themselves? I think that now you can definitely, I, if people want to learn Reiki, there's a lot of classes you can take. You can have, get an attunement by a Reiki master. Um, how Reiki works is um, we use these sacred symbols to activate the energies and you call in and ask for spiritual help and you send the energy to this person or you can even heal yourself with it or anything with an energy field, a plant, a crystal, you can send Reiki. Um, but yeah, basically you're just tapping in and you, like it, it, you can, that's the best way to do it. But I know people who haven't been attuned to Reiki who they just tap into that and they send the energy. It's something you can just do by intention. It's very strong to use the symbols and use the method, but you can just 
say, help me send this energy and visualize it flowing through you and visualize it flowing through your hand chakras. I know people who do that who haven't been attuned to Reiki, so. Okay, but we have some, probably some naysayers, like in terms of going, oh, that's so spiritual and, mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing scientific about it. But in your book, you talk a lot about how there is a science. So when we say spirituality, people might think, oh, this is new age or this is, you know, um, like this is a little far out. I don't believe in that. That's like, you know, some sort of like hocus pocus, like, you know, thing. But in your book, Synergy, which is on Amazon right now, and it's actually a really, really good book. Um, and I enjoyed reading it, but there was a couple of points that I think are really important to talk about. Um, explain what subtle energy is. Um, so subtle energy, and energy is like information that's moving. And subtle energy is the energy that you can't see with your human eye, with nor in normal visible light. So like your radio waves, for example, like you hear your radio, but you don't see the waves, but you know it's there, or your Wi-Fi. So it's like all the energies that are running everything and we just can't physically see them, most of us. Um, so that's when I talk about subtle energy and to get to your point about tying in science with Reiki, um, which I get into in my chapter about DNA, um, a lot of people don't know, like you think DNA is, oh, my height, my eye color, my physical characteristics from my parents, but it's a lot more to it. Um, scientific studies done by Dr. Glenn Rhine have shown that it's actually a transmitter and receiver of information. So you can change your DNA by intention and, you know, also it helps to have like a loving feeling and intention. You can change your DNA. And so when I'm sending someone distant Reiki, like I'm maybe thousands of miles away from the person, but I ha I'm thinking about them. I'm thinking about sending them the energy and it's actually creating a wormhole. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. Um, and so when you are like helping people, so, so basically, you know, you actually did a lot of these modalities to help you overcome your own fears, your own uh, trauma that you were storing inside and holding on to, which we can say is, I mean, that kind of stress and emotional entrapment leads to many people getting diseases in those areas later on. Um, so we can't have that kind of negative energy living in your organs, you know? And it took me a long time to figure out, well, why would this trauma live in here, you know? Um, but at the same time, uh, would you say in terms of somebody, like I had a, I had a panic disorder and agoraphobia, how would you help me to overcome the panic attack through like Reiki or energy? Um, well, I definitely, and I've recently also in the last couple of years, uh, gotten into shamanic healing as well. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's definitely added a lot of layers to my healing work. And um, I think Reiki and shamanic healing and all these things, I do, they all have their purpose. So what I would do for you is I would probably give you a shamanic limpia first, which kind of just pulls a lot of negative energy out of your body. I would recommend doing some like breath work, physical cleanses. I would give you Reiki 
um, and definitely probably some of the soul retrieval work could benefit once you once you, so soul re, soul retrieval for those who don't know it's um, been practiced in many shamanic traditions all over the world for thousands of years and uh, our soul energy when we suffer from a trauma or a shock a part of us can leave like a piece of your energy just right. like leaves and goes to the non-ordinary realms and so what the shamanic practitioner will do is journey in the mind to try to connect to those soul pieces and bring them back um and when we have our soul pieces back we can manifest better we feel better we feel more complete um, soul loss can lead to like depression and all the stuff we're trying to avoid um, but you're gonna have more successful soul retrieval if you've fixed the problems mm -hmm. that caused it to leave in the first place because it's like they left because it's not a good environment for them so if you've taking the steps to care for yourself so that the soul piece feels safe and coming back, you're gonna be more successful in that. Right, so just uh, two things. One, alimbia means a spiritual cleansing in English um, for those that might not know the definition mm -hmm. of alimbia. And then secondly, um, so yeah, the, the leaving of the, uh, the parts of your soul, like you said, uh, I think those are tribute to the feeling, the identify of the identifiable feeling of feeling alone or empty inside. Like you know, I don't feel myself, or there's just something wrong, you know, and you don't understand why you feel that way, but. You know, because many people that like, I mean, when I had an, a panic disorder and agoraphobia and then that caused depression because I was, I, I couldn't do all the things that I can normally do. So it's like, I couldn't go have lunch with my girlfriends. I couldn't go to work. I couldn't go to school. It's like I became like fully trapped. And then I became down on myself because I couldn't do the things that normal people <laughs> could do. So there was that feeling of sort of being at a divide, you know, not feeling part of society. And those things escalated and escalated till I became further and further away. And then feeling that sense of loneliness and emptiness. Um, so I could see how like, okay, my soul's like, you know what, I'm out of here. <laughs> or like, this is part of me, this is too traumatic. I can't deal with this. So you just sort of suppress it and then repress it and you know the energy is gone right am i yeah exactly exactly i've had like things that happened in my life where it's like i felt to leave like i'm like like a, i have had a trauma where it's like oh like it it just went by <laughs> and yeah it took me a while to get it back <laughs> yeah now like we um, one of the things that I found fascinating is that the statistics change. So when I suffered 25 years ago, um, like anxiety and panic disorders were predominantly higher in middle-aged people. The demographics was 40 to 60 years old um, with it more prevalent in women than men. And flash forward 25 years later, it, the highest demographic of people that actually uh, suffer from anxiety and panic are 17 to 25 year olds um, with 
a higher demographic uh, in, of women as opposed to men. And your book talks about organ energy. And I don't think that many people know what organ energy is or how, and how the Wi-Fi kind of signals and, and like you said, satellites out in the world are actually affecting people. <laughs> so I want you to tell us all about organ energy and why we, I mean, cause I think that attributes to why the demographics have flipped with social media. Yeah. So, um, everybody has a cell phone, everybody has Wi-Fi, and hardly anybody's telling you how damaging these Wi-Fi signals can be for your cells. And evidence has shown that people who, I don't want to make any claims or anything, but it's people who have really bad health issues from contact with their cell phone. And when, it, and when they say, like when, you're, when people are driving and they get in a car accident because they're on the phone, it's like not only necessary, like you think, oh, it's, they're distracted, they're on the phone, but it also scrambles your cells. Right. So it literally disrupts your DNA, scrambles your cells. So I was on the path to like health and healing and wellness for many years, but I was still suffering horrific insomnia. I had insomnia since childhood. And it's just like, if you don't, if you're not sleeping well, you can't function, you don't feel good. And so I was really still struggling with that. And um, I had heard on a podcast, this girl makes orgone energy pyramids and was making all these grandiose claims about it. Like, oh, it mitigates the Wi-Fi. We even broke the, she said they broke the drought in California, like it could affect weather patterns. And I was like, listen, I was like, wow. I was like, that sounds kind of crazy, but interesting. Like I was initially skeptical of what she was saying because it just sounded like, wow, this little pyramid can do all this. I don't know, but my curiosity was piqued. So I went online and I ordered one and I ordered a little pyramid in a tower buster and got them to my house. I put one by my computer router and one by where I sleep because that's what they said you should start off like near the computer router and near where you sleep because that's where you rest and rejuvenate and I had like the best night's sleep I ever had in my life and I was like this is amazing because of like this little pyramid no way and it just continued like now I sleep great <laughs> all the time and so I was like wow like finally this problem is solved and I got so excited about it I told my partner, oh, I want more of these pyramids. I love them. And he's like, we should make them. So then I started my little pyramid making business. <laughs> so what is in it? What is in the Oregon energy like? So um, a brief rundown of the history would be it's the man who discovered Oregon energy was a man named Wilhelm Reich, who was doing his work in the 1930s, mm -hmm. 40s, and 50s. Um, he was formerly formerly working under Sigmund Freud, and then he got got into his own science, doing his own scientific experiments. Right. Um, and he discovered that by layering organic and inorganic materials, he could create this energy that he called orgone energy, which now we may refer to as like scalar energy or zero point energy. And so 
he built these boxes that were layers of wood and metal because it's like an organic and an inorganic material so he had all these layers and he had these boxes and he'd have people he wouldn't promise a cure or anything just to experiment he'd have people come and sit in these boxes and they would have amazing healing and would be cured of a lot of stuff and so the fda didn't really like what he was doing <laughs> and threw him in prison and burned all his research but then we had the german translations and he was really ahead of his time um in the 1990s so he this was all in the 50s he died in prison in the 50s but he discovered you know that there's this energy he was able to measure it using a geiger counter flash forward then we have all this technology come out, all this Wi-Fi, everyone's on the computer, everything. Right. 1990s, a man named Carl Wells discovered that by casting metal shavings in resin, which like epoxy or polyester resin compresses when it dries, it compresses in on this metal and it creates what is known as the Casimir effect, where when you press two metal plates together, it creates a vacuum where it kind of pulls in positive ions, like you have positive ions coming out of your Wi-Fi and you know all your electronics, and that's what it can cause you anxiety, depression. And when you're in nature, there's a lot of negative ions, and that's make you feel good. When you're like go swimming in the ocean or you're out by a bunch of trees in nature, you feel good because of all the negative ions. So what these devices do is it uses the Casimir effect to pull in the positive ions, filter it out into negative ions, so it's essentially a negative ionizing scalar device. Scalar device. And you add in crystals, such as quartz crystals, because they have their own healing properties and they're piezoelectric when squeezed, and they can amplify and help to restructure this energy. So you have this simple little plastic device that does all these amazing and beautiful things that can result in mitigating the Wi-Fi in your space. You can place it outside your home to repel pollution. I got my rainwater tested against a friend who like, we have the same pollution in spraying in the skies. And uh, his, like, I wanted to see, I, I had heard, oh, it can repel this pollution. I'm like, well, how do I prove it? So I, like, I can feel the tangible evidence for myself, but I also like to have scientific evidence as well. And so I'm like, why don't we get our rainwater tested and we can see if there's a difference between the fallen metals in our rainwater. And I guess that's how we can tell because he didn't have any orgone on his property and I did and we're like several miles apart. And his rainwater had 42 times more aluminum in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it really works and it's great for your plants. If you have plants that are ailing, it just makes the plants bloom. So it's like really just good for life, good for right. mitigating the EMF. And even though it actually, because I know in your book, you talk about really, we have to stop, uh, well, you're not saying stop, but I'm saying the stop, but you're saying that basically there is a scientific base of this energy that once you sort of apply it and you apply these theories crumbles down because people like, you know, I, I have many like people that I know that are like atheists or they don't believe in this whole spiritual route but like i mean let's face it before we even had modern science there were midwives there were healers there were shamans there were people that used plant-based medicine um you know 
over medical um, advanced medicines, pharma, that kind of stuff because they didn't have it at that point. So everything that you're talking about does not sound this like kind of, you know, like, you know, like this kind of like spiritual hokey kind of, you know, conspiracy theory. It's like, you're basically taking the fact of what certain things do like energetically, like we know, and I know that there were all these articles that scientists were talking about with the 5G technology. Even before that, people at one point were stopping to use their, you know, putting their ear next to their cell phone all the time because of the frequencies of energy that were like, you know, they were saying could cause possibly cancer. And so these, this amount of use of energy and technology has been a, uh, a form of discussion with many like, not only holistic health practitioners, but scientists yeah. <laughs> as well. So the, I like the idea of the organ energy basically deflecting and sort of filtering out all the positive ions and replacing them with the negative ions. It doesn't sound too, you know, like new age to me. I mean, like my, the name of my Etsy shop is Woo Woo Women Energy. And I like came up with that name. Obviously it's a silly name like as a joke because I knew people would be like, oh, this is all energy, it's woo woo. But I, it's a joke too because I love to have, show scientific proof and have a scientific basis for what I'm doing whenever I can. So it's like I definitely, you know, like have on my blog where I've gotten much lower EMF readings from my EMF reader with the orgone. It's just like, this is tangible stuff, guys. Like, <laughs> Wait, I need an EMF reader. <laughs> yeah, they, does, it, does it detect ghosts and like energy vampires? <laughs> yes, I used to watch a lot of shows, yeah. <laughs> you know what, before, like you're allowed to date anybody. You have to like, you have to like, uh, you know, basically scan your date to see if he's like EMF compliant or she's EMF compliant. Oh nope, <laughs> the red buzzer goes out. You're rotting. <laughs> um, but I mean, wouldn't maybe we can just talk a little bit about how um, how social media, even though in many ways sort of is a game changer because like I said I was an agoraphobic like well guess what now I can if I could be an I could be a functional agoraphobic today because I could get a job where I work from home I can order all my products and order my groceries and delivery food and anything I want like I don't ever have to leave my house yeah. I can do online checking, <laughs> like I can pay bills <laughs> online. You couldn't do any of those things like back in the day. But I just feel like, I don't know, like I would think, I almost think like even me, sometimes you get inundated with like just kind of scrolling down constantly, like looking and then you have different platforms and different apps and like, having a presence and some, you know, like you promoting your book or having an Etsy shop and you're constantly like on that phone or on your computer, like how do you detox yourself um, each day from not getting, you know, all of this, these frequencies? Cause I think they attribute to 
depression and you know um, mental health issues especially body dysmorphia and things in, in that nature when you see you know not to put down the Kardashians in any way but like you know when I was 20 years old I wasn't thinking about going on a golf stream you know like mm -hmm. <laughs> on a private jet jet setting and flying because but you see this all the time on social media where young people are doing these kinds of things and it becomes a sort of glam, you know, thing. And then this, this trend where you want to be part of it, you want to be popular. Um, and I think those things affect your mental health. So maybe you can give us um, tips and tools that people can try at home that are generally easy, you know, or relatively easy maybe one or two little things to kind of try? I think, you know, I, I do talk, I have a chapter about toxins and the reason why I call it a modern healer's guide. It's like some of the stuff I talk about in the book, like shamanic practices have, and crystal healing have been done for a long time. But all this technology and all this stuff is more recent. So like, it's called a modern healer's guide. So I'm telling you how to deal with your Wi-Fi. You can promote and, it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, all the toxins that are coming at us, and part of those toxins I consider to be media and social media. So what I personally do is I try to limit my time on social media to where it's, I mean, it can... It can be great, like yeah, like you can have a wonderful experience on social media. Like I can go on Instagram and look at all these beautiful pictures of like crystals and see how my friends are doing and it's lovely. But then it's like there's a lot of things that can bring you down too. Like, oh, like I see like this person is more successful and more rich than me or like all the negative news and stuff and it brings you down. So I just try to have try to have take an observer's role and if I notice myself getting sucked into where I'm like this is not this is not helping me this is harming me I, I'm like get off time to go to the park and just truly like instead of being so connected into that world we have to use it for you know our lives our businesses stay in touch with friends it's great for that but to not get too into that world and stay in this world. So I love going out to the park, um, doing a little meditation, breath work, running in the park. It's great for moving energy out of your body and just really connecting with the real internet, which is nature, the world. The real internet, <laughs> that's, that's the real reality, the not real... the fake reality. Not the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the metaverse, the universe. Um, no, but you're, but you're right. Like, I think that with um, just knowing when to take a break and yeah, I think you kind of have to just check in with yourself and say, am I getting sucked up into other stuff? Like, you know, I think it's, I think it's great. Like whenever I see somebody I know have su a success, I'm like, that is amazing. You know? Um, but I could see how if you have so many people around you that are successful and then you feel like you're just having failure after failure, um, how you can get inundated. And then what happens is it's not even about that person. It's just about your lack within yourself. And then to be able to identify that and not use it as a negative against yourself, but to use it as a positive um, way of saying, well, if they can do it. So it's like rewriting the story. 
Exactly. And I love that. Like, like when you have these negative feelings, you can be like, okay, what is this showing me about myself that I need to heal? Instead of getting down on yourself, being like, this is showing me something and I'm going to learn from it. Right. So be, taking a walk in nature, um, it's all, it always works for me and it's free. So you don't have to pay $150 a session. Although I think some therapists are like $300 a session now, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and not to, this is not to put down therapy in any way. Um, it's just that like, you know, when I was suffering, I was only able to, I couldn't even afford a once a week therapist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then I was like, great, what do I do for the rest of the six days? <laughs> you know, it's like needing somebody to constantly sort of, you know, give you that sense of relief and give you uh, that platform to express your yourself and stuff and dump all your problems like into that kind of room and leave it. And you feel great. And then the next day you're right back to like, where you were when you're in the bad space exactly and I, I did see a therapist like 10 as recently as 10 years ago like after a relationship had ended and I was like I'm depressed I need to so I did the I was like thinking I'm doing the adult thing I'm gonna go see a therapist and it was helpful I like really liked my therapist and I thought it was helpful to talk and get a neutral perspective on things but it wasn't getting into the really deep stuff that I needed to, that energy work has helped me get to. Yeah. Well, I found for me that when I was going to therapy and I had been, I had been going to therapy since I was three years old, but like, um, that there were, that therapy is a great way of self-improvement and self-awareness. And I never put that down. But therapy alone is not going to cure you because one of the things that I learned is that even when I finally was able to let things click and you know, when you've got trauma upon trauma upon traumas and everything's layered, you could only realistically do, you can't go, okay, this is all encompassing, you know, 10 for the price of one, we're gonna get it all in this group, you know? It's like I could work through one area of trauma at this point in my life and then you know maybe five years later I go to another therapist you know or I take a break from therapy and then when I'm ready to work on something else I go work that out and your my brain was able to process and get rid of all that stuff but what I didn't realize is how much emotional trauma was still stored in my body even though my brain was like, okay, we can, I can move forward. I can go. I feel great. And it's like, no, <laughs> like it's all here. <laughs> I worked this out, but what about here? Exactly. Exactly. And it's for me, it's like energy work. It's just like brushing your teeth. You know, it's like I do a little something for my energy every day. Like whether it be cleanse my house with sage or do a little meditation or breath work or chanting mm -hmm. like it's, it's just it should be a part of your routine and I know not a lot of people have a lot of time but I think if they just carve out that little time they do have mm -hmm. it can make a huge difference so that's why in the book it's like some of the things I talk about you may want to go see a practitioner but I try to give people a lot of tools they can use at home on their own because I think people should take an active role in their healing and like you said, you, I love how you said you're working on one thing and then you work that out and then later you are ready to move on to the next thing. So it's like, I think some people 
want to go be like, okay, like, let me go see this healer and all my problems are going to be fixed in a day. And it's just, it doesn't work like that. We're very complex. And our just our experiences, the way our energy body is stored, it's very complex and you have to kind of peel away the layers slowly. So it's not a one-shot deal. Yeah, exactly. And I, But I think that if people are explained that, like, okay, most of the time, everybody that I have known or come across or even like yourself, you had to go through the trauma and then you had to do the work and the research to find ways and tools and modalities that you could keep within your toolbox so that way if something comes up you know how to process and deal with it and we're not taught these things so we do go to the doctor i mean i stop complaining a lot with my doctors because if i do they just write me a prescription yeah. and it's not to say that they're bad people i mean they're really there to try to help i just think that there are things that are linked on so many different levels and areas that that modern scientific medicine doesn't really explore. Well, I mean, we all know about the whole Rockefeller taking over the medical industry in the last century, which kind of changed the direction away from more natural herbal treatments to more pharmaceutical that would benefit the pharmaceutical companies and pharmaceutical drugs in an emergency can definitely save your life and i definitely think there's a time and a place for all of that but i think it should be like a last resort and i think you know if you can find natural ways to heal yourself mm -hmm. and not be dependent on medications right. that's ideal and, and and honestly i think that we live in a time and a place and a space where anything you can just go on to google or go onto the internet and you can explore different alternatives i will share like one example like i can't i have like an autoimmune hive condition so i cannot take an ibuprofen or a motrin um and i haven't for a couple of years now uh so anytime i have any kind of pain it's like i'm not able to take this medicine so i either have to live with it or try to find <laughs> you know different different ways or essential oils and and to try to get me out of that pain and then recently a specialist prescribed a very special pharmaceutical prescription only uh, anti-inflammatory that's mostly given to people that have like arthritis right and i looked it up and I looked at all the side effects and there had been two on the market and one had been recently taken off the market within the last like five years because the risks outweighed the benefits. It caused long-term liver damage. And this one is uh, okay, but should be used in doses. So when you go to the doctor and the doctor writes these prescriptions, like he's trying to, you know, or she's trying to help you overcome some of your symptoms but it's our responsibility to do the research to see what kind of long-term effects are these drugs going to have on your body and is there a more holistic way and approach and i agree you there's there are times where western medicine is going to trump like you know a, a you know me taking like sleepy elm or something you know yeah. that that could could help me uh you know overcome something long term and fix the problem uh or you know emergency surgery like you can't we we can't like say that that is not 
a benefit, you know, or life-saving tool to have and use. But I do think that is like you, when I read in your book, you were given some medicine, a prescription that actually induced your uh, condition and caused suicidal thoughts. And I was given some antidepressants when I was very young and I took them and I had the same feeling. So in a lot of cases, medication does work. And in some cases, it may not be the right medicine for you. Right. And I mean, these, these doctors, it's like, you know, most of them, they're trying to help, but they're just not trained to get to the root cause of the problem. They went to medical school and they learned, oh, okay, if they have this symptom, I can mask the symptom with this, but it's like the symptom is a symptom of some root cause. So you're not gonna go to your Western medicine doctor and be like, oh, you have stomach problems? Let's heal your solar plexus chakra. You know, it's just like, that's, that's you need your holistic health. So hopefully you don't get to the point of going to that doctor, but if you do, just work, work on all of it. Right, <laughs> absolutely. So there are tools in terms of going out and being part of nature. Uh, the organ energy, yeah. Uh, if you keep it by your bed. Yeah, I, um, I recommend for just like, you wanna try this basic coverage, just have a piece by your computer router and by where you sleep, because those scalar waves help to rejuvenate you and heal your DNA while you're sleeping. There's also studies that show scalar energy can help to repair DNA, um, which is excellent. Um, and if you wanted to build on from there, you could put it in your yard and all that, but that's the most basic coverage in wherever, if you have an office, definitely on your computer desk. Um, but yeah, because the Wi-Fi is everywhere. And does it like cover a certain area or space? Like this, this pyramid covers 200 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are some people who will like have methods to measure their orgo and I just, I generally go by feeling, but I know that the small piece, like the smaller, a smaller piece will emit a smaller scalar field and a larger piece will emit a larger scalar field. But I had very good success in just using smaller pieces myself. I have a small house, but um, I had a lot of success with that. So I think a little bit goes a long way. Um, but yeah, I would recommend for people to just try a couple of small pieces and if you like it, build on. Like, right. Now my whole house, my whole property is a scalar. Oh like, really? So, <laughs> so you're like so you're like protected from <laughs> alien technology. <laughs> you know, there's nothing, no metals are hit in my place. <laughs> exactly. So is there anything else in your book that you think would be a benefit to anybody who is watching or listening to us talk about these uh, shamanic healing, Reiki, and how orgone energy. I just wanted to give people like it's it's not a super long book it's just like a basic overview like here's some cliff's notes that can get you guys started on like maybe feed people some clues like oh maybe you have been having problems with wi-fi and you didn't know it was affecting you so maybe you could go try orgone or maybe you're reading and you're like i really want to try reiki so you make a reiki appointment or you learn how to do reiki or i also have i love crystals so I have a whole chapter on crystal healing at the end of the book. <laughs> and it's just like kind of just to give people ideas in whatever 
they feel that they can incorporate into their daily lives or whatever resonates with them that they want to dive deeper into. It's like, here's, here's your tools. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great book. I think it is a definite beginner's book, but I mean, even intermediate, you know, and then there's like a lot of history of um, where these tools and modalities came from that you are practicing now to help heal the world and the information is out there. Um, I just want to thank you for being with us today and kind of giving us a little insight. Thanks for having me. It's a fun conversation. Yeah, and we'll have links to how you can get the book and how to find Callie Brin.